This is the Alternative Media, exposing government corruption, defending our suspended constitution, demanding the rights of we the people, broadcasting the truth, the puppet media dare not report. Long live liberty and death to the new world order. Prepare yourself. This is the Alternative Media. Hey folks, hello. Uh, we have a bit of technical issues here at RBN. We're trying to get the boards reset, uh, the programming, but we should be live. And uh, apologize for the technical glitches. We'll see if we can get the music and everything up running in a minute. But hello and welcome this morning. You are listening to the alternative media. Unfortunately, I am not your regular host, Farron Schof. Uh, Farron has some issues he has to take care of, so he's going to be on hiatus until things are worked out. But we're going to keep this a uh, live radio atmosphere in his slot as best we can uh, until he returns again. And so, yes, I'm Richard Carey. I have uh, the last few years been doing the, the 12 noon central uh, weekday slot on RBN beyond the official narrative. I, I did fill in for Farron once in the past for a handful of weeks there, uh, so some of you may be familiar. But, yeah, we like to, uh, well, I've enjoyed a, a bit of a round table atmosphere in Farron's absence previously. It seems like a, a nice vibe with the uh, sort of listeners that Farron has there. A lot of crossover. I had pointed out to Stormfront uh, show that was on uh, Rents, and of course you're familiar with Don Black, and Dr. David Duke, and uh, Jay. We hear from Jay actually. Uh, Jay has frequently on on this broadcast, and there's a bit of a roundtable atmosphere to their show, and it just kind of worked out that way. But uh, I have a a good group of gents here with us. We'll see how it goes. I have Mr. Michael Sledge here this morning, folks. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you doing? Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Richard. Great to be here today. All right. Great to have you. And uh, we'll see uh, who else we get connected in the lines, because as I say, there's a bit of uh, chaos going on out there. But I I believe we do have another participant uh, hooked up, James. James in Vancouver, a regular at RBN. James, hey, can you hear me okay? It's 6 o'clock in the morning. I hear you fine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> great, great. bagels, yeah. <laughs> All right, you had your bagel already. Well, you're on top of and things. And the cream cheese. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. We'll see uh, if we we had a couple others we invited. We'll see uh, if they wind up joining in a bit here. But uh, well, I don't know. I hear everyone out there talking about this January sixth footage, you know, and 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 evil Tucker Carlson for 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 playing it two years after we've had this this president. Uh, so it's it's I don't know. It's it's kind of a uh, 
it's a moot point to some extent. I don't see much getting corrected, uh, no matter what, you know, were to happen. Not that I expect much anything to happen. And then, of course, today I'm getting flooded with news articles about the banking crashes here. You know, the dominoes are falling. And uh, we're hearing a lot of reports out there. Second biggest bank failure in U.S. history. They're saying we found our Enron on the verge of a much bigger collapse than <laughs> 2008. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, but I mean, you know, we've been hearing that the, that, uh, the conditions are set for a collapse much bigger than 2008. But I mean, you know, we're hearing that uh, the banking dominoes are falling, uh, panic in the streets. So one bank crashes and it'll be a, a chain reaction uh, that the central bank digital currency is the end game. Uh, for total control. So a lot of fear out there in these headlines. Wells Fargo customers have incorrect balances and missing transactions due to an absolutely massive, quote-unquote, nationwide computer glitch. And so, uh, you know, I mean, the housing market, we're, see, we're hearing signs is starting to to crack the, the, the bubble that is in the housing market, starting to burst. There's been a good amount of companies with major layoffs uh well actually firings uh, downsizing in a lot of cases already and, and huge amounts losing a lot of their overinflated stock market values you know uh, that artificial construct of the jewish private central bankers so i mean yeah i don't know you know it's there's truth to this major crash but it's it's engineered at the same time and, and just what they could want i don't think we'll go completely cashless no matter what happens and uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we're more possibly more likely to have risk of losing our sovereignty due to this medical uh, tyranny, uh, pandemic treaty, global World Health Organization pandemic treaty that they're uh, cooking up, perhaps rather than a, a one-world currency system and uh, our uh, social credit ESG scores. But, you know, that's, I don't know, that's at the top of the news. But, of course, January 6th, you know, it's it's a perfect time to get people focused on that rather than any of these other factors like the economy, uh, replacement level immigration, just communist uh, crime policies in these blue cities. And, of course, all of the uh, information coming out about these mRNA shots and the how much of a, a scam uh, lockdowns and, and forcing these shots on people, but they're doubling down nonetheless. You know, the establishment claiming that that's still going to be the precedent, make children in school take them, and, and of course this global pandemic treaty in the works. So, <laughs> I don't know, that's my opening rant, I suppose. And, hey, Mike, uh, you've been observing this stuff for a lot of, long time. I mean, you've been doing radio since, what, like 2008? And researching far before that. So I don't know. After those points I made, I don't know. How would you like to comment, sir? Well, yeah, I think there's a lot of distraction issues going on. Um, uh, That bank run was in Silicon Valley, so it might have just been all the uh, Twitter execs that got fired uh, getting their money out. (laughs) But, uh, um, no, you know, look, I think there's a lot of distraction story. The January 6th distraction story is is a is a nothing burger. Uh, you know, the, the footage that Cucker Carlson is showing on there is a uh, footage that uh, people showed in the alternative media, you know, two years ago. The same footage uh, talked about the same footage. There's nothing new being released. 
It's a distraction story. And I'll tell you what, World War III is inevitable. The economy's crashing January 6th. But nobody's talking about the uh, the hate speech laws that have been passed, uh, not only uh, talking about Florida, but in Georgia last week. It passed the House, and it will pass the Senate, and the governor already said he will sign it here in Georgia. And it already passed in Tennessee, South Carolina. There's 12 or 13 more states that have this on the docket for the next couple of weeks. Nobody's talking about it. And what's important about these hate speech bills, they're all uniform in all the states, meaning that they're being overseen by the uh, ADL and uh, various Jewish lobbying groups. And they are based, if you look at the language of these bills, they are based on the United Nations international hate speech laws, which are the same laws that they enacted uh, throughout Europe where you can't say certain things, particularly Germany. So what we have taking place in this country right now are hate speech laws that are actually the exact same international United Nations hate speech laws that have been passed in Europe being now uh, enacted into law here on the state level in mass happening right now. And this is a huge story because it could literally change uh, our free speech the way we have it now and transform it into a very, very different world for doing uh, even shows like this. So this is, this is to me, is the biggest issue not being reported, Richard. And it's the most important issue to me right now because it will affect how we communicate in the future potentially. You know, I'm sitting here in Georgia right now, and the, the hate speech law that they have passed the House in Georgia basically says, you know, if you live in the state of Georgia and you say certain things, and that wouldn't even mean me sitting here in this chair today doing the show with you. I mean, it hasn't passed uh, all the chambers yet, but when it does, it would affect me sitting here in the state talking to you about uh, the bagel munchers. So this is a huge issue, and it's really not getting any coverage anywhere. So maybe we could get into that. I think it's a very important thing, you know. Well, no, I think you're spot on with that being most relevant. And no surprise, crickets from the corporate media, even pretty much most – independent media i mean I, yeah i haven't heard about all these other states you just mentioned whatsoever i i mean i've heard about the one in florida and uh that was well mostly due to others like uh, tony in in illinois tony in chicago there well, i'm sorry what was that the one in tennessee was actually passed in august of last year and nobody even talks about it it actually passed in tennessee and south carolina it passed at the end of last year as well way before the Florida drama going on. So, you know, they've been doing this covertly, and it hasn't gotten any coverage. And uh, and the one in Georgia got very little coverage, and that passed just a few days ago last week here through the House chamber, and it's guaranteed to pass the Senate. They already have the votes, and the governor will sign it. By the way, our governor just went to the World Economic Forum a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, that would be uh, Brian Kemp. So, uh, um, yeah, man, they're, they're on the – you know, they are quickly enacting – the same type of speech law they enacted uh, when they took over Russia during the Bolshevik Revolution. You couldn't say the word Jew or you'd be sent to a gulag. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, w- I want to reiterate, this is the same international hate speech laws that were enacted throughout Europe. They're enacting here now. This is very a very, very big deal. Anyway, go ahead. Well, I can see why January 6th footage distraction could be far preferable. Even talking about all these bank crash fears or even the shots would be preferable if they're wanting to slip this under the rug 
uh, or, or, well, in the dead of the night, practically, so to speak, get these passed as quickly as possible. And you are seeing a lot more people talking about Jewish power out there, uh, how much of an issue, uh, to, to, uh, which affects everything, that this Jewish control actually is. Even Mark Dankoff on his broadcast yesterday, he brought up an article uh, in the headline and mentioned that Jews can't be American because of just, yeah, the, the dual loyalties, uh, the, uh, well, the uh, loyalty to their tribe, tribal agendas, and not to the country. And, I mean, you know, he's, he's usually pretty careful with the way he, he, he covers things and phrases things. The sources he goes to are very, you know, um, safe, we'll say, in the thresholds of content. And yet, yeah, so many people out there now and, and so many different shows, callers, even like around RBN atmosphere, you can sense it's different even than when I started at RBN, uh, what about almost like going on almost three years ago or so to now that that's how much we've had the Overton window uh, get closer and closer to an uncomfortable level uh, for these people. And so, yeah, they want to get these passed as soon as possible. It'll be a big surprise on us, of course. Uh, I, you know, I'd like to hear from from James, but I, I, I see we also have someone else who's who's joined, and uh, yeah, we weren't able to connect uh, with him earlier. I want to introduce Paul Edward Stevenson uh, joining the panel this morning. Paul, hey, how you doing there? I don't know if you caught much of what Mike was saying, but you're you're in the uh, UK, so you could certainly relate and and give us a little uh, update of what we have to uh, look forward to. Yeah, hi Richard. Hi Mike. Um, yeah, sorry I didn't join at two. I, I I had three o'clock in uh, UK time in my mind, and then I I looked and I see you'd actually started, so I, I jumped on. Yeah, well, we are sadly, you know, uh, further down the line than than some of the states in in the US. Uh, with um, I mean, it doesn't get very much coverage, but. You know, anti-Semitism, it's pretty much illegal in this country. Uh, you know, Mike alluded to the Bolsheviks. I think I think under under the uh, Bolshevik regime, uh, it was the first time in history where anti-Semitism was actually officially illegal, um, which, you know, snubs out any exposure or any criticism of, of Jewish uh, subversion and, and Jewish, you know, how long is the list... Uh, their money, monetary practices, their wars, their murders, their everything that they perpetrate, and so the more destruction they cause, and the more abuse they perpetrate, the more obsessed they become with uh, sh- uh, censorship for their own safety. Um, so, yeah, th- it's no surprise that they're you know bringing in these uh, new laws and under the carpet because they they don't want any discussion about it even. So they, it's it's in their interest to do it in a clandestine fashion and you know we've had there, there was a young there was a couple of incidents over here but one of them was shocking i felt there was a young kid over here who sent uh, some tweets uh, chelsea football club and tottenham hotspur are two london clubs which have you know these sort of city rivalries are quite intense and one of the Chelsea fans sent uh, what was deemed an anti-Semitic tweet to one of the Tottenham Hotspur fans because Tottenham Hotspur is uh, there's a big Jewish community in that part of London and North London and, and and the club is owned by a Jew. So he was brought in. This is a kid who still lives at home. He works, no criminal record. He was 21 years of age. 
And he was brought in in front of the CPS, the Crime Prosecution Service, which is heavily influenced by uh, uh, Jewish organizations, and uh, was initially uh, set, you know, let off with a sort of a warning or whatever. But he was brought back in again a couple of weeks later and actually served prison time for that. And, you know, all these proponents of free speech over here or outspoken when the opportunity arises about Islam and gender and all and immigration and everything else, uh, there wasn't a word from any of them. There wasn't a word from Nigel Farage. There wasn't a word from any, you know, prominent YouTubers over here about it or anything else. Because people just don't want to touch that subject. Uh, partly it's because they're, you know, people are too polite and partly it's because they know, despite often vehemently denying this conspiracy, like people like Paul Watson has done, uh, they, they, they know uh, that if you talk about this crowd, that you're going to end up in serious trouble. You're going to lose jobs. You know, uh, like this kid experienced, he went to prison. I mean, that's an all. It, it, I can't overstate how unprecedented that is. You know, to, to go to prison, especially in this country, is a fairly big deal because they let all sorts of criminals off. You know, and it's so politicized, and the prisons are so full, the immigration is so severe. So many. Uh, really should have been spoken about, really should have actually started the conversation about why is this happening to this child, this boy? And it would have, of course, exposed the aggression and the power and influence of, uh, you know, jury on our crime prosecution service. Because something happened, some some conversation was had between him when he was originally let off and when he was uh, brought back in again. So unfortunately, uh, for what you, Mike was just breaking I'm quickly running running out of places to, uh, uh, you know, apply my VPN to. I'm going to have to take Georgia off the uh, the the U.S. state list uh, for my VPN because I do tend to use a VPN when I'm doing this show from the U.K. You know. Okay. Well, yeah, that was something I was would have been curious to to clarify as well. So yeah, that not it is perhaps the reason it is perhaps the reason you haven't been. Uh, spoken to about this uh i see we have the music well i hear the music well let's continue this folks we'll be back after the break Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge. 
and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. Carry filling in for Fair and Shof, and I was so thrown off by the uh, little early uh, technical glitches when we were getting going. I forgot even to mention today's date, but it is Saturday, March 11, 2023, and we're here with Mike Sledge, James in Vancouver, and Paul Edward Stevenson, and we'll see if we have uh, another who... Uh, who jumps in the queue had invited one other participant, but that is 
pretty full house here already. Paul, so yeah, you were mentioning that you use a VPN. So I was wondering, yeah, maybe it's just because you're not broadcasting a, uh, a UK station, but it's a US station, RBN, and so maybe the signal's going elsewhere. Uh, you know, that could be a factor, not as concerned, but probably still could enforce uh, their laws there just for you broadcasting to another country. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what it, yeah, about that either way. And so, like, yeah, well, like Mike says, you may have to, in the state of Georgia, <laughs> start using a, a, a VPN. We'll all be uh, broadcasting from uh, the southern hemisphere or something with our VPNs pretty soon. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and we have uh, we have James in Vancouver here with us. So we've heard uh, United States perspective, a uh, British UK perspective, and now perhaps a Canadian perspective uh, from Vancouver. James, uh, you also have a bit of, well, uh, close connection with these people of which we speak. I mean, you you, you, te- you told me you do have some uh, genetic lineage uh, to the Jewish people, uh, but since early on, you've seen the uh, well, the, the 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 mental instability. I don't know. Some have suggested sociopathy uh, being strong in, in their genetics. Uh, certainly, uh, a paranoia, passive aggressive sort of qualities. And uh, yeah, you've, you've you've pretty much been more against than for. Kind of like who I just had on uh, National Intel report this Wednesday. Brother Nathaniel is kind of a, a kindred soul in a in a way. I mean, because yeah, you. You grew up being aware, having intimate uh, insider knowledge, but have always kind of instinctively rejected uh, this. So I don't know. What would you like to say opening, sir? Well, uh, I just wanted to mention that uh, we have to be cognizant of the fact that uh, they're paying agent provocateurs down in Florida and places like this in order to advance this hate speech bill. I heard it on the radio a couple of days ago, and a bunch of guys there yelling at the Jews or something, going into a synagogue or something like that. That's all a performance. Okay? And I have been watching this and observing this uh, on the so-called alternative media websites. Uh, some of these alternative media people, they're actually, to me, they're uh, paid to be, quote-unquote, anti-Semitic, you see. They're being paid because their pictures are appearing on these uh, ADL websites. Their pictures are there, and then above their picture it says, donate. (laughs) So what is this guy doing? He's supposed to be anti-Semitic, but I'm supposed to donate because I look at his picture, you see. They're using his image, right? And... If they were using my image, I'd sue them because they're not allowed to do that. Unless they got my permission, see? And, um, you know, I can get into names, but I can do that some other time. But, uh, yeah, if you're in a Jewish community, you're under pressure to, uh, to be the savior. That's the messianic complex, right? Okay? And, um... Well, then, of course, uh, Brother Nathaniel, yes. But I got to say, 
listening to him, he says, uh, everything, in, in other words, the best I'm going to get from a Jew is deception. Well, if that's true, then I can question the authenticity of the origins of Christianity, because that's how Christianity got started. And I got a couple paragraphs here by Nietzsche that actually support this. Back to you. Okay. Well, yeah, I see we're we're almost on the uh, <laughs> the next break. Uh, I'm not sure how much. Well, we'll I'm not gonna. I'm in. not really gonna do it, but it's short right. and sweet. That's my. Uh, that's my. Um, yeah. That's what I got to say. Yeah, well, no, no we're a little off uh, kilter here with the uh, with the the brakes here, the system restart. Mike, uh, I don't know. Would you like to uh, comment on that and then uh, pick it up on the other side? Uh, yeah, I like to comment on that. Uh, first of all, <clears throat> I'm a uh, I communicate with some of the guys involved in the uh, stuff in Florida, and they're not. Jewish agents. That's preposterous. Ridiculous. You mean that's uh, real protest, is it? Yes, it's real protest. I can tell you that oh, for okay. a fact. And, right. you know, um, anytime anybody does real life activism, uh, other people that uh, don't want to do anything in real life and just want to hide behind a keyboard, criticize and say, oh, oh, those guys must be ADL agents. They're doing something in real life. <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of this in our movement. Mm-hmm. I respect well, here. the work they're doing down there in uh, Florida, and uh, I respect what uh, Patriotic Alternative is doing in England. Uh, this is real-life stuff, and okay. until we do stuff in real life, nothing's ever going to change. All right, well, uh, here, I hear, I hear yeah. the music, sir. So here, no, please, okay. hold that thought, and I'd like you to continue right after this break. the truth you're listening to republic broadcasting network real news real talk real people because you can handle the truth extendivite a seven herb combination of garlic cayenne hawthorn bilberry ginkgo biloba valerian and milk thistle extendivite is designed to strengthen the heart and arteries and help the body heal itself Doctors are not able to explain the improvements they are seeing in their patients' health who are taking Extendivite. People who once needed more pills are now taking less and getting better. Due to the unexplainable improvements in their patients' health, more doctors are calling to order Extendivite for themselves. Help Extendivite make your doctor a believer. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. While we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country... Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, 
is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 carcass drop and lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First are right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next are beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Here on the Alternative Media, this Saturday, March 11, 2023, Richard Carey filling in for Fair and Schof on hiatus. We have Mike Sledge, Paul Edward Stevenson, and James in Vancouver here with us. And Mike, you were just responding to James. James is suggesting because he's he's heard of some of these in the past being staged, um, you know, provocations at, at synagogues or, or Jewish um, group uh, establishments. And you're saying, though, that, of course, that you have confirmation, are well aware that there, there are legitimate uh, retaliations. Uh, res- there's re- legitimate resistance in Florida uh, by these groups uh, in the patriotic alternative uh, over in the U.K. as well. And, and uh, what... Uh, well, we do know uh, Mark Collett uh, from Patriotic Alternative. He's with that, right? And Paul's interacted quite a bit with him. Same with uh, some of the other RBN hosts. But uh, yeah, you were mentioning yeah, the, the gentleman in 
the gentleman in Florida, uh, that organization, uh, what was the name of it again, Mike? The, the main one that was uh, that has been uh, resisting this? The Defense League. That's right. Goyam Defense League. Yeah, the GDL. That's correct. And I um, see you sent me a lot of those articles here that I, I hadn't been catching. Georgia House yeah. votes to define anti-Semitism in state law. House bill passes anti-Semitism rhetoric in Tennessee schools. Uh, South Carolina governor signs the anti-Semitism definition bill into law. All from uh, various uh, websites you've been collecting there. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, uh, let me just add the Tennessee and the South Carolina stuff was actually uh, put past uh, way before the Florida fiasco. Okay, and there's nothing really happening here in Georgia big time like there is in Florida, and they did it anyway here. So they are gonna they were planning on doing this regardless if, uh, if our people wanted to pass out leaflets, which is their First Amendment right, by the way, to pass out flyers. And every time those guys in Florida pass out flyers, they always contact the local police to make sure they're following the law. Okay? Uh, now, as far as going into synagogues, total BS. They haven't gone into any synagogues. They stood on public property property in front of a synagogue, and they contacted the local police so they could protest, uh, uh, you know, Jewish behavior coming out of the synagogue. And that would be the Circumcision Act, where they actually uh, go down on a baby and uh, uh, suck the baby's uh, genitals for circumcision, which is completely disgusting and should be outlawed in this country. Okay, so if the police or anybody has a problem, uh, the police should be frankly, raiding that synagogue and arresting every Jew involved in that kind of circumcision procedure, in my opinion. But but, but even further, l- let me just say this. Um, it's been my experience in the past that uh, I used to pass out flyers uh, back in the late 90s, early aughts. And uh, there were people that I knew that criticized me the same way that these guys are being criticized. These people I knew used to tell me, Mike, what are you doing? Oh, my God, you can't do that. It's bad optics, man, bad optics. You can't be out there telling the public about the Jews, man. You, what are you doing? Are you crazy? You're going to, you know, so, I mean, and here's the deal. I actually, I know people to this day that I handed flyers to where it made a difference that I'm still in contact with, and that was like 20-something years ago. So, this kind of resistance always occurs anytime brave people step out to exercise their First Amendment rights in this country, passing out flyers legally, uh, standing on a street corner legally, passing out flyers. How is that subversive or uh, being an ADL shill? I've been mentioned on an ADL website before. Uh, yes, in an article, uh, you know. Am I a shill? Am I a paid Jewish agitprop? I mean, you know, this kind of this kind of crap is ridiculous. I would argue that if anybody's a paid Jewish agitator, it would be a Jew wearing a party city Russian Orthodox outfit uh, and uh, saying goy to every caller that calls in on a show. I would call that a Jewish agitprop more than I would white people passing out flyers to talk about the Jews. Anyway, I'll pass it over to somebody else. And I'm looking at the uh, Wikipedia page for Nick Griffin right now. I mean, he seemed to push the threshold uh, a bit more than is currently allowed in the in the UK atmosphere. Uh, Nicholas John Griffin, a British politician, as they describe, and white supremacist who represented Northwest England as a member of the European Parliament 
MEP from 2009 to 2014. He served as chairman and then president of the far-right British National Party, BNP, from 1999 to 2014, when he was expelled from the party. Uh, let's kick it over to uh, Mr. Stevenson. Yep. Uh, Paul, uh, I don't know, would you like to take it from there? Um, yeah, well, you mentioned the patriotic alternative. You know, uh, they do a lot a lot of good work and hand out a lot of leaflets and all sorts of stuff. And uh, as I said, I, I, I spoke at that conference in 2021. There was, <clears throat> there was an attempt um, by a leftist group. Uh, I think it, 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 as far as I remember, I think it might've been hope, not hate who tried to, uh, you know, harass the hotel that we, that we were speaking at and uh, where the conference was. And at one point the, the hotel tried to ban, uh, the conference in response to the aggression that uh, this group, uh, you know, had uh, uh, participated in. And uh, Mark Collett, respect to him, you know, stood his ground and the conference went ahead. But, uh, you know, for example, I, we, we had to, on the second night, quickly find other hotels because uh, I, some of us were staying in the in the hotel where the, the conference was held. And the they allowed us to, you know, go ahead with the hotel, but we didn't get the the meals that we had uh, originally ordered and booked and paid for. So it was a whole rigmarole, but at least the conference went ahead. Um, but you also mentioned Nick Griffin. I know Mark and uh, Nick Griffin don't get on, uh, so you know you do get these tensions within white nationalist groups, which is which is a shame. Um, but um, yeah, I mean Nick was an impressive speaker. I'm not really sure what he's doing now, um, but Patriotic Alternative continue to do a lot of uh, work against immigration and exposing the the crimes of uh, you know certain Islamic groups with the grooming gangs and things like that. And uh, obviously, you know, Jews are spoken about. I mean, I took a risk because I, you know, I spoke well. Most of my speech was about uh, Jewish interests and how they don't align with you know our interests uh, as white europeans and that's how they can't you know uh, this this whole thing can't uh continue for much longer because the the two sets of interests are so diametrically opposed to each other you know um, and then you've got huge swathes of, of our own population who are infected by these jewish ideologies uh these leftists these people who are you know there's a big controversy over here at the minute because you've got gary lineker who's an ex-english footballer who's a Presenter on BBC uh, Match of the Day. It's an institution over here. People are, you know, obviously obsessed with football, and he he compared the latest uh, so-called conservative government's immigration policies uh, to try and stop these migrants coming across the channel as comparing it to 1930s Germany. And of course, this is all kicked off, but it's not very. It's actually quite confusing in a way because. You know, you, some of these guys on the left, they genuinely believe that they are victims of uh, censorship. And I, I don't see the evidence for that. Uh, Guy Lineker, the, the main controversy is not just his opinions, you know, because he's a, he's a very leftist guy, open borders guy. And, um, you know, it's not just his opinions, but the, the problem is, you're supposed to be impartial when you work for the, the BBC because it's a state-funded uh, organization. People have to pay for a license to watch it, and therefore he's supposed to keep his opinions to himself. Um, and 
at the end of the day, I mean, these people on the left, they're so far left, they're so blinded by their own ideology. They they consider the conservative government in this country as as essentially far right. Um, they, they genuinely do. And again, there's no evidence for that. The conservative government, these people are, you know, they're pro-gay marriage, they're pro uh, everything, open borders. And, and every time they come out with this new legislation, they do so knowing it's never going to work. In fact, they sometimes go so over the top with it that they know it's going to attract pushback and they know at the end of the day it's going to be a bunch of uh, human rights lawyers and the European Court of Human Rights get involved. So it's never going to happen anyway. But yeah, there's a whole big controversy over here at the minute that has sort of, uh, you know, got into the realms of free speech. So it's quite ironic because you have, you know, someone like Guy Lineker now, you know, being a hero and a champion of, uh, for free speech. But these lefties are hypocrites because if if it was someone who was saying that we, sh- we need to shut our borders today, uh, then they, the same people who are supporting Guy Lineker and his free speech would be attempting to shut you up. And we've seen that. The overwhelming victims of censorship and people who lose their jobs are people who are more on the you know the right spectrum, if you like, um, and people who lose jobs, YouTube channels, go to prison, and in some cases have been people who've been speaking, mentioning Jews or not liking grooming gangs or uh, or not liking mass immigration. So it's it's very ironic over here. It's actually a little confusing, but I think the reason that. Uh, they've turned this whole thing into, oh, Gary Lineker's compared uh, the UK to 1930s Germany. And, 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 and I think the reason the government are getting upset about this is, is not because they're pro-immigration. It's because this uh, diminishes the sufferings of, guess what, the Jews and the Holocaust by comparing our country to the 1930s Germany, it means that he's been disrespectful and diminishing, diminishing the, the suffering and the victims of the Holocaust. And Sue, what's her name? Sue Brevelman, the, the latest Home Secretary after the other Brown Home Secretary, uh, Pretty Patel, who talked a good game but never did anything. Um, her husband's Jewish. So, I, you know, there's, there's uh, the Jewish community have been triggered and are putting some pressure on the government, I believe. But also these people are embedded in our government anyway. So that's why uh, it's getting so much attention, if you ask me, not because he's uh, anti-immigration and or that he's pro-immigration and the government are, are so serious about stopping immigration and illegal immigration. It's because of the Jewish stuff that I just mentioned. Well, uh, James, uh, would you like to to add something at this point? Uh, Yeah, I didn't say they went into the synagogue. I said they were outside the synagogue. But I'm looking at a picture here of, looking at a picture here of Ron DeSantis. Days after being sworn in as governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis is at the Wailing Wall his hand on the wall and a yamalka, I guess, on his head. And I assume this is some kind of um, message, is it, that uh, he's uh, handing over the keys of Florida to Israel. And um, I'm just not impressed at all with this because uh, he is going to be used 
and abused, and then he's going to be thrown away. And um, there's my comment there. And I noticed mm. then from what you say, Mr. Sledge, that they seem to be going after the southern states, Georgia, Tennessee. Uh, am I correct in that observation? Mike? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, because they know that's where most of the resistance is going to come from in the country, frankly. Uh, they know that most of the resistance to Jewish power will be in the southern states. It, it always has been, really since the War of Northern Aggression. Yeah. And another question, then, Ron DeSantis is not a southerner, am I correct? He's from New York, am I right? Well, we don't really consider Florida to be a southern state. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Weren't they in the Confederacy? I thought they were. Well, we lost Florida a long time ago. All we got left is the panhandle now, James. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, well, then you can always hope for Putin to launch a tsunami, and then it'll wash the Jews from one end of the peninsula to the other, then that'll be the solution right there. How's that? Is that where you are, Mike? You're in Georgia, are you? Yeah, I'm in Georgia. I call it Juju now. Right, okay. <laughs> well, hey, you, you want to come here, mate? <laughs> uh, I had an old roommate from Maryland yeah. and he was my roommate for a long time and told me horror stories back. This is back, gee, in the late 90s. And, uh, what was his name? Muhammad? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> he was a legit English guy, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. It's... Uh... Yeah, it can be uh, difficult moving forward. We see closing in uh, in all our countries on the whole censorship angle. And it's it's right under most people's noses for the most part, as, as Mike was pointing at the open of the show. So it, 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 by the time enough awareness to build any resistance, these could be uh, on the books for a, for a bit of time. And, uh, I mean, well, we see the gradual transition in the U.K., I mean... Well, Nick Griffin and the party he was with, uh, what British National Party, no longer exists, uh, Paul. Oh, sorry, I had myself on mute. Yeah, but this is the problem, you see. This is the problem. Um, it, it, it's just because they have so much power and influence now, it, it is difficult to, to deal with this problem. Uh, because they, they can do, like you said, I mean, BMP were basically put out of business. And this is a political party who's supposed to, you know, be able to run like everybody else and uh, see who supports them. But no, their, their message wasn't uh, acceptable. Um, so, again, it's just first with this whole democracy nonsense as a facade. Um, so th there are frustrations to it because, if, you know, when you approach the topic, then it, like stuff like what you said, you know, you can you can get people accusing you of uh, of infiltrations. I mean, I'm not saying infiltration doesn't happen; it does. But then you can get people thinking that you know, if you take certain actions, I mean, look for example, uh, this would be epitomized uh, in Charlottesville, for example. Trying to avoid those type of scenarios is challenging. It only takes maybe one moron 
to to do something stupid which will deflect the narrative uh, to you know uh, unacceptable or antisocial behaviour uh, to capture to give the media something to talk about, and of course they can manufacture that by sending some guys. I mean, there's big big protests in the UK about immigration recently. And people have been protesting outside these hotels where these migrants who come across the channel are held, and then they're you know they're they're put up at the expense of the taxpayer uh, in these hotels, and sometimes they're very small towns and villages, and so you get these Afghanis, Syrians, Africans running around the town, uh, causing havoc, and you know harassing young girls. One there was one girl was stabbed, one young girl got raped. And so you see the local community coming out and protest against this. There's one famous place up in Liverpool. Now, Liverpool is about as labor, as sort of almost communist as you could get, okay? The economy's terrible there. Half, half the time is, is on welfare, as you guys call it, benefits over here. And they hate everything about the South, and they hate everything about capitalism, and they hate everything about anybody who's really successful in life. But they were accused of being far right in this place, and there was a bunch of thugs that came at the end of the peaceful protest and started smashing up cars and attacked a police officer. And this was a narrative. The whole narrative that the media picked up on was about how these were violent protests, how they're far right, how they're thugs, how they're dangerous, white supremacy, all of it. So, I mean, whether you have some moron who does that and draws the wrong sort of attention or whether they deliberately have their little paid guys to go in and cause a fuss so they can then talk about that. You're up against these challenges. And then you get the CPS if anything ever goes to court, the crime prosecution, like this kid that I mentioned. The the original normal judge looked at this on face value, thought, okay, maybe distasteful what he said. It involved something about the Holocaust. But he put it down to being a young guy. He said the wrong thing. It was distasteful. He caused offense and let him off. But that wasn't enough for the Jews. So they brought him, they harassed and pressurized the CPS and this guy went to prison. So there's all sorts of things that you're up against when you're dealing with this problem because they have so much power and because people are so terrified of them and because they always play the anti-Semitic card and they basically cultivated the soil over decades now that certain things are not allowed to be spoken about. And the anti-Semitism, you know, any criticism of Jews or the Holocaust is, is number one. But they, they, as I say, they've got a whole theater of things and, and protected groups. But this is all deliberately to muddy the waters to create these hate speeches for the protection of Jews because they don't care about any other groups. This is all just to protect them. Well, it's rather disheartening when we see how much of Europe, which has even more ethnic cohesion as far as their lineage, uh, respected nations. I mean, UK, for sure, it has. Uh, well, you're Irish. Yes. I, Ireland has Scotland, and it has England. But at the same time, well, I'm I mean, from Northern Ireland, which is part of the UK. So I mean, it's a funny yeah. one, Northern Ireland, because you're a bit of you know that's what all the fighting was about. Are you British? Are you Irish? Which is why I kind of relate to what's going on in the east of uh, Ukraine. I understand that situation. Okay. Yes. No. Yeah. Regional conflicts with um, with, with with ethnic identity and cultural... problems. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and identity problems. Well, I uh, I don't know. We're 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 closing in on the end of the first hour here, but uh, 
Well, uh, James, uh, you didn't uh, get a chance to contribute too much this, this hour. Is there something else you'd like to uh, try to fit in uh, at the end of this hour? Uh, no further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> Thank you. Right, right. No, I mean, uh, it's 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 really disheartening. I mean, freedom of speech, the First Amendment, along with that Second Amendment, to keep it so is the foundation of what the United States stands for. We have to preserve that, folks, by any means necessary. I couldn't have said it better myself. We'll be right back for hour two, folks. Thank you for listening. Truth, truth, truth.